0: You guys are listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 241 with Abby Ashley. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Abby on the show today. This show is for all of you moms that are thinking about starting a side business, side hustle, side gig, whatever you want to call it. Um, You're wanting to do something outside of raising the kids. You have something that you want to offer, which by the way, we all have something to offer. Um, So just know that even if you haven't figured out what that is. Um, But for those of you that are already in it or just starting, this episode is perfect because what I love about Abby's story is she was a mom who was trying to figure out what to do. She figured out something that really worked best for her strengths. And then she focused on how to build her business and scale it, which I think is pretty awesome because you know you could easily get stuck and then just be overwhelmed by all the things. And when you hear her talking, she focused on one thing about growing her business um, that really impacted it and also just made. A world of a difference to make her successful today. So if anything, I hope that you guys are encouraged and inspired and motivated by her story to then apply that to your life. Again, if you're starting your business or if you already have one. And so if you have friends that are wanting to do something, make sure to share this episode with them. Because again, I just feel like it's really um, just motivating to hear somebody else do it and just hear what they did to kind of get to where they are today. Um, So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys. So I just wanted to remind you before we jump into the episode that if you were interested in being coached by me, I only have a few more slots open um, going into June and July, um, and then I'm going to be certified. And so then at that point, things will start changing. So if this sounded like an opportunity that you were interested in, reach out to me. Um, so if you are new and you haven't heard me talk about this before, um, in January, I decided to get certified as a life and weight loss coach. Um, this is the same, uh, techniques and thought work and all that stuff that helped me lose my 50 pounds in 2019. Um, so if you are wanting coaching with weight loss, I would love to help you, but I'm not just, I'm not limiting it to just weight loss. I realize as moms, you know, they're, getting closer to turning 40, maybe they are in their forties, you know, they may be trying to think about what do I want to do with my life? You know, I want to um, live a bigger life. I'm living too small of a life and, but I'm a little bit, you know, intimidated about, changing things up. And so maybe you want to work on confidence or maybe you want to figure out like, how do I pivot my career? Uh, Maybe you do want to do weight loss or even weight maintenance. Um, Kind of what that looks like. If you've lost weight in say 2020, you gain some weight back and you're just kind of having a hard time getting that weight back off, that 10, 15 pounds. um, I would love to help you with that as well. Even if you want coaching on time management or friendships, um, Pretty much anything that you might be struggling with, reach out to me, um, see if we'll be a good fit and I would love to help you. Right now, I only have a few more spots and really the only requirement that I have for you guys is that you show up via Zoom, do the work as if you financially invested in this journey um, because I feel like this is such a great opportunity and if you've been thinking about life coaching and getting help, then this is your Chance to do that. Um, so, if you have a goal that you want to reach, I would love to help you achieve that, so that we can make twenty twenty one the year that you do that. So, again, you can reach out to me. You follow me at Mom Inspired Living on Instagram. DM me, message me. I will respond to you. Or if you want to send me an email, you can do that at amber at mom-inspired show. So just reach out to me. Tell me what you would like to be coached on. We will figure out a time and a day that works best for both of our schedules. And I'm super excited to meet you and work with you. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Abby, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So I love to start the show with fun icebreakers and I am a travel agent and I just got back from Turks and Caicos. I was telling you that beforehand. So it's all on my brain right now. So I like asking my guests travel questions. And since we're coming, you know, out of the pandemic a little bit and things are opening up, what destination are you hoping to travel to now that travel is opening up and why?
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to have to be a little honest. We actually just got back from somewhere too. (laughs) Where'd you go? So we went to Mexico, and I had never, you know, I've traveled all over, uh, especially Central South America, but I had never been to Mexico before. Oh, wow. And so, um, we just did like a resort. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. We, uh, you know, we we actually had COVID. We're in our ninety days and had vaccines, so we were like, "Let's live it up." So we went, and it was like, Wait,
0: "Did you say you did have COVID and you had your vaccines?"
1: Yeah. We just went ahead and we're like, let's just do the whole, the whole shebang.
0: Right. So yeah. we had it in Chris, at Christmas time. Oh, so you're saying we've had COVID and we got our vaccine. So at this point, I mean, we might as well I'm just basically leave. basically superhuman, right? So <laughs>
1: let's just go out, let's live it up. Yeah. And so we went and, uh, yeah, we had an amazing time. So I feel like that's still my, uh, it's still on uh, your oh, head. I feel like I got it out of my system yes. and, but of course I'm always dreaming. So, I mean, I could, I could go for another, you know, lay on the beach with the yeah. wherever somewhere tropical. Yes. Yeah.
0: I know. I was telling you, you need to go to Turks and Caicos. It's amazing. Done. Um, where'd you go in Mexico?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, we went to Cancun. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's an easy, that's an easy flight for us from Nashville. Um, Cabo's amazing. I went there in 2019. It is so it's so great. It's very different. It's um like the desert meets the ocean. It's a very Mm -hmm. different scene. So um I like Mexico. And and right now it's kind of easier to get into and out of than say Turks and Caicos, you have to have special insurance. It's not that complicated, but it is a little bit one more, I feel like, step than like going to some other places. So that's that's great that you enjoyed that. That makes me happy. I don't know. Just like fun to get back to traveling.
1: (laughs) Our kids, they had like a a kids club there, yes. and we're like drop them off for like an hour, and we went back. They're like we want to stay. And we're like, yeah, okay. that's a good sign. Came so we back an hour later, and literally they would, they just wanted to stay. So it was like almost, almost a true like, vacation a, for yeah. my husband. Because we're like, all right, go to the kids club. I guess we'll just be laying on the beach by ourselves.
0: That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, I always have to cut myself off. I I say this every time because once I start talking about travel, I'm like, eh, this is why you're not on the show. So we have to move <laughs> to a new topic. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get started. Um, Abby, how about you share with us your full name, where you live, how many kids you have and their ages?
1: Yes, so I'm Abby Ashley, and uh, we live in Missouri. I have two kiddos, ages five and seven. They are amazing and crazy, and uh, just my whole world. And uh, I am also the founder of a business called The Virtual Savvy. Uh, I teach people how to become virtual assistants, how to essentially how to work from home.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So the reason I wanted you to come on today is really to kind of help all the moms that either have businesses, online businesses, side gigs, they're just trying to figure out, um, you know, what they want to do and, um, and, and they're just kind of running ragged and, you know, they probably need to have help and they just Mm -hmm. don't know where to start. So I thought this would be really great, especially to hear your story. Um, so how about you share with us though, um, how you got to where you are today and then we'll jump into, um, where you are currently.
1: For sure. Yeah. So I was, a stay-at-home mom. That was kind of always my dream. Had wanted to do it forever. My husband did an unpaid internship during our first year of marriage, and we got pregnant in our first year of marriage. And then so once I had the baby, it was like, well, let's swap. How about I'll stay home and you work? And uh, we were kind of used to being pretty broke during that time anyway, so let's just keep it going. Um, So I was a stay-at-home mom, um, ended up doing some like side nanny work, and got pregnant again. And at this point, I'm like, I've got to think of something else. Mm. If I'm being really honest, I was bored. Yeah. Like I had always dreamt of being a stay-at-home mom. And I realized that if like you wrote out the job description for a stay-at-home mom, one, it is hard. It is very hard. Um, two, I was just not very good at a lot of like the stay-at-home mom things. Like I love my kids, of course, but like I'm I'm terrible at cleaning. I'm not a good like meal prepper. I'm not a good, you know, <laughs> all the crafty things. I'm like every Pinterest thing is a Pinterest fail. Like it's like it's just it's just bad. And yeah. so as far as like at least what I had in my mo- my mind as stay-at-home momdom, I was just like I'm not very good at this. So I needed something else to just for me. Uh, I wanted to contribute more financially to the family. So a friend suggested I look into becoming a virtual assistant. I had no idea what that was, um but I looked it up so that i could help small business owners with administrative or creative tasks and once i looked at the list of you know what a va could offer i'm like i could do these things or at least i could learn how to do some of them right so i literally started calling myself a virtual assistant the next day I love <laughs> um, it quick start. So I'm like, let's just do this thing. And, uh, went to a local networking meeting. I'm very pregnant at the time, mind you. And, um, with, you know, going to one local networking meeting, I lived in the Washington DC area and, uh, I got, I got four potential clients just from that one meeting. I'm wow. like, Oh, wow, this is a thing. Okay. And I followed up on those leads. I started working for them. And, you know, one of our company values now is action over perfection. And that was definitely kind of my motto in those big, stages of like, I'm just going to do this and I will make mistakes along the way, um, but just kept moving forward. And so, uh, yeah, ended up booking out my services, getting other moms to kind of help me built almost like this little mini agency from our yeah. little basement apartment in D.C. Right. And um, that's kind of what launched me into this whole online world of online business. Um, And I eventually created an online course to teach other people how to become virtual assistants as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's going to be my next question. So I would love for you to share with us how you started out. So you started out as a virtual assistant, but how did you how did it go from your you're becoming a virtual assistant. You said you hired out people, um, or you hired, you know, other moms to help you out. Then how did you move into, okay, let's let's go into like creating a course? Not mm-hmm. only that, you created a multi-million dollar online course. Um, so how did you even do all of this? Cause I mean, I don't know. Like, were you just thinking, okay, I'm just doing like these tasks and this is great? Like, how did you get from there to like a multi-million dollar <laughs> online course like becoming a course creator. <laughs>
1: Well, it definitely didn't happen overnight for sure. So, um, I started as a virtual assistant in 2015, and it was early 2016 that I ended up getting this client. He was, I mean, if you like talk about your dream client and I was putting, you know, a name and a face to that dream client, this, it would be this person. So, um, he was a guy who would launch these online courses and make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a week, and working for him, I'm like, this is the best unpaid internship I've ever had or paid internship. Sorry. I've ever had, it wasn't an internship, but it felt like that. Right. Cause I was just learning so much by working for him and getting paid for it. So that was pretty amazing. Um, and so I'm just seeing behind the scenes of an online course and I'm like, I could do this. Now here's where I made one of my mistakes. So everybody here, cause I'm going to be really, really transparent about what happened. I'm like, I should create online courses. So you know what I did? I dropped all of my clients and was like I'm going to be a course creator now. Oh
0: my god.
1: <laughs> and I like created, I spent 3 months creating a course making like no income yeah. other than I was still working for this one dream client guy. I'm yeah. very fortunate I didn't drop him. And um I uh, spent three months creating these courses and literally nobody bought them. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So that's what <laughs> I'm doing now was making no money instead of, you know, the good income I was making before. That's great. Um, so I slowly picked up more clients and really started paying attention to, um, honestly, this, this person I was working for, his name is Brian Harris. He, um, the, his business at the time was video fruit. It's now growth tools. At the time he was teaching a course on how to build an email list and Mm. it like clicked. I'm like, Oh, maybe I should like work on that more. So I put all of my effort into starting to build an email list. Once I got a thousand email subscribers, which took me till about the end of 2016. So um, I think it was about seven months, just like months. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, just grinding it out, literally like asking like my mom and neighbors and people (laughs) at the grocery store, (laughs) not really, but like, you know, just, just anyone I could I I emailed my every friend I had any, any person I had ever had a connection with, like, Hey, I'm starting this email list. And I was talking about everything that I had kind of learned up into that point. If Mm. I kind of knew how LinkedIn works. So I talked about LinkedIn, I kind of knew a little bit about branding, even though I was not a designer. So I talked about what I knew, just anything that I knew. And I started building this email list. Once I got 1000 email subscribers, I said, Hey, uh, you know, list <laughs> what do you want to learn from me and it was incredible the feedback, and I had no idea this was even the audience I was creating, but they said, We want to learn how to be a virtual assistant. How did you you know make money working from home i'm like i I can teach that right and so, um, I essentially created the course after that, my second course. But um, I, I actually didn't completely create the course. I created an outline and a sales page, and my motto now with online courses is "Validate before you create." And so I essentially sent everybody to the sales page and said, "Hey, I'm going to create this course. It's going to be, you know, essentially $1,000 dollars, but for 497, you can build it with me. Be a part of the creation of it. Basically, I'm selling you nothing, but I'm going to teach you this thing. <laughs> You just need
0: to tell me what I need to teach you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, tell me what I need to teach you and I'll teach it to you. And uh, it was amazing because 16 people bought that very first round. I made $8,000 in a week and I was hooked. I'm like, this is is what I want to do. And so that was in December of 2016. And honestly, it's just been you know, I reinvested some of those funds in, um, actually a Pinterest manager. That was like my very first contract hire. Um, other than the subcontractors for my little agency that was like for this course creation business, I was like, okay, I already know how to blog. I want to amplify that content. So I know nothing about Pinterest, but it seems like it'd be a good thing to pair with what I'm already doing. So I hired a Pinterest manager and then we honestly just kind of went from there and, um, started growing and growing. I would launch my course two times a year, so we went from an $8,000 launch uh to a $40,000 launch wow. to a $200,000 launch and we just our last one was a uh, over $700,000 oh launch, we, you know, launch the course in a 2-week time period and that comes in in 2 weeks. So That's
0: insane. It's,
1: it's just crazy. It's crazy like looking back. But it, again, it's if if people ask me like, "Oh, what's the secret?" Honestly, like it's been consistency. Like just consistency and just hiring the right people to to plug into not only my weaknesses but eventually my strengths as well um, and and just staying the course you know like I've literally been doing the same thing since 2016 now and I sell this course it's the same course from when I you know started back then in my basement apartment I filmed the thing from a used um, laptop that I bought off of Craigslist right like it was not quality but we just kept growing and growing and growing. And now you look at our things and they look super professional now, but they definitely did not when I first started.
0: Yeah. And I love that you say that because I think everybody thinks they need to go out, buy all the fanciest things. It like spends so much money. And I really think that can um, really hurt you in the end if you're, you're putting so much money up front on things that don't necessarily... Matter, like you kind of need to hold tight for a minute um and then focus on where you really need to put the money. One thing that I wanted to ask you is, so do you feel like the biggest takeaway was asking your subscribers what they wanted, and was that where it really turned for you
1: that That was a huge game changer for me, and even since then, like we're always we're asking our audience. I started a Facebook group at the time. So now we have like 65,000 members in this Facebook wow. group. And so now I don't always have to ask the question because I just engage in the group. And They're I'm just like, talking. Literally yes. all the time what people are asking about. It's like, oh, well, let's maybe create a course on this or let's maybe you know do a live stream on this topic because we can just see what people are asking for. But I think that you know, whether, whether you build your platform, cause I don't think there's any a- wrong answer, yeah. whether it is a Facebook group or Instagram or whatever, do it, do it all the way, be completely like zeroed in on that one traffic source and mm-hmm. make sure that it is one where you can get feedback. So if you're on Instagram, ask questions, you know, do like the engaging stories and get people to respond. Um, so you can be actually listening to what your client actually wants.
0: Yeah. And the other thing too, is you were trying to build up to a thousand. Now looking back, do you feel like you would have just started at a hundred or do you feel like you needed to get to a certain amount in order for people to respond back to you? Like what's your thoughts now looking back?
1: I mean, that thousand in my head was a huge, a thousand email subscribers I put it out there as like a goal and it, it kept me just moving forward toward it. Um, so I, I don't, do you have to have a thousand? No, but I think that that gave me enough people Mm. to really pull from. Right. Um, I was able to convert a decent amount from that list. Right. So I got 16 people
0: to buy. Right first
1: time, which if my list was only a hundred, I could have maybe only gotten one person to yes, buy one
0: or two. Right. Right. And
1: then it's like, Oh, well, did I do the right thing? You don't really, it's, it's not, Oh, I only sold one or two. Well, maybe you just didn't have enough numbers. You didn't have a sure. data even yeah. to see if it was a, a good fit or not. So that's kind of why I like that thousand dollar mark. Now I know lots of people will do, and uh, you know, things have changed so much since which I, when I started that people will like introduce like mini offers. So like little 27 or $37 things So they're making money while they're building that list. For me, I was doing services. So, you know, once I finally picked up clients again, after dropping them all, <laughs> um, but so it wasn't as much of a, I have to make money from this list right away. It was, I'm already making consistent money with, with the services that I do, um, which is why I love starting with services. I think that's a great thing for people to do if they have even another business in mind. It's like, man, starting with services, it's, it's cash instantly almost, you know? Um, so, so yeah. And then, so, so so that way I didn't have the pressure of like, I need to make money from this email list ASAP.
0: Yeah. Well, and the, here's the other thing. So people, let's imagine people are just starting out and they have a, a small amount of subscribers. I I know you're like asking everybody and their mother to join, but like, for real, how were you going about getting people? Um, like, yeah. Like how were you grabbing them to be like, Hey, subscribe? I mean, people are like, they don't want to subscribe to another thing. So how did you get them to do it? And then also what were you saying to them to kind of make it like, yes, I want to get an email from you every single week.
1: Mm, Yeah. So for me, Another one of like our company values now is that we serve first and you know we give value up front and so I did that in the way of a, like a freebie offer which I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with um but some kind of like a freebie download but I wanted to make it so good that it was like Somebody should pay for this. Like it's so amazing, and so I was really proud of the first freebie I did. It was it was something on LinkedIn, like it was how to you know how to get clients on LinkedIn, and so it was kind of a pain point for business owners, um, and that was the very first freebie that I did. And so um, I literally, like I said, I went through my friends list on um, on Facebook and my email. Like I went through my sent emails. I'm like, who have I sent an email to in the past two years? And I just went through and like grabbed all those emails and sent them emails and said, hey, I'm going to be starting a list on this. Da, 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 da. I already mm. have this ebook. Are you interested? Um, and so I did that. And then, honestly, um, back then, I feel like was a little bit more of like the wild, wild west days of Facebook groups where yeah. you could just be like, I've got this free guide. Okay. You will get muted
0: or kicked died. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I
1: have to admit it because now like we like delete people from our Facebook. That's what I mean. You people. can't do it. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I totally
1: did it. I feel like it was more acceptable back then to be fair.
0: <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? There's this travel, um, there's this travel Facebook group. It's like traveling with kids and stuff like that. And one person was asking about like, how easy is it to get into, I think Belize or something. I literally just talked to a wholesaler that day about it and then they were asking something else another question and all I said is I'm a travel agent I just talked to a wholesaler and this is what they were saying about it I was saying it so that they knew I wasn't just some random mom just being like yeah I think Belize is a good to go they muted me and I was like oh my gosh I wasn't even actually trying to get business I was actually just trying to say I have some like like expertise in in this and um and I got muted. I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even mean it that way. I'm like, okay. So can't say any of that. Cause I'm just thinking if I was reading someone's thing, if they were just like, yeah, so please, you're good to go. I'd be like, well, who is this random person telling me this? You know what I mean? So (laughs) So yeah, I agree. It's totally different. You will either get knocked out, muted or whatever. So um, that's really, that's really good that you could run with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing is that like, with any, with anybody's like success story, you can never just follow exactly what they, right? Because the world, even Pinterest, like we went all into Pinterest and Pinterest is still an amazing resource, but it's different now than it was then. But there's also things available now that weren't available in or 2016, right? I mean, going like super consistently doing reels on Instagram or joining house rooms or whatever. I mean, there's other avenues. And I think it's just like, I think the key is not like, oh, post a freebie in a Facebook group or, oh, go in all in on Pinterest. Honestly, the, the key is just consistency. Like just go all in with one traffic source to start with, and just do it like 110%. Yeah. And then, like, see if you're getting see if you're getting momentum. And if you are stick with it, don't jump ship. If you're not, then okay, maybe pivot and and just stick with it. Like, that's honestly like the yeah. biggest advice I have.
0: Well, and I was gonna ask you too about Pinterest. Yes. And it has changed because I started my podcast in 2016. So I know what you mean about like, it, it it changed to me a lot. Like you kind of really had to understand, like you, you kind of like for me, you have to use Tailwind and, and all these things and, and, um, or, and you have to really know what you're doing. And so, um, I'm curious, like when you hired your Pinterest manager, because I think a lot of people could be in this spot, what were you hiring them to do? And then like did you notice like you were getting a lot more business through Pinterest or um, like what, what, how did it show up for you by really, you know, being involved in Pinterest?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so I'll, I'll answer this question in two ways, Pinterest specifically, and then kind of broader. Okay. Okay. So, from a broader standpoint, um, you know, it was what do I need the most right now? And for me, it was I. I just wanted to build a massive email list, and I didn't care how long it took. So I went really, really deep into just writing amazing blogs and putting them on Pinterest. Like that—that that was what I did because those things were more time-consuming, but I knew that they would like present rich, like quality email subscribers and Pinterest. Um, I just read and researched enough that I was like, I feel like this will drive the right type of people to my site, right? Mostly, mostly females, mostly moms, right? Like yeah. I'm like I think this is where they're hanging out. Yes. So let's go all in with that. And yeah. so that was kind of my, what I needed the most at that time. Um, because everything else was going fine as far as like my virtual assistant services were concerned. So, um, that was like my biggest need at, at that point. So I think that when it comes to any kind of like, what is my next hire? It's, it's really doing an assessment. Um, Mm -hmm. it could be, I think it's both kind of a time assessment of where am I spending my time, but then kind of a bigger picture, like what would I really want to have happen? Like if I could just take a snapshot of where I am now and where I am one year from now, what would mm. I love the biggest difference to be? Okay, well, your two options is either to hire somebody to help you get to that or maybe hire somebody to take some of the, the things off your plate mm-hmm. now so that you can focus on getting to that point, right? right? So I think that those would that would be it. And so that's what I did. I looked at my bigger picture and I was like, man, uh, in in a year, I want to have... Ten thousand email subscribers, right? And so, what am I going to do? I'm gonna what I know how to do is blogging. So I'm just going to keep doing that. But I need a way for eyes to get on my content, and so the channel I chose was Pinterest.
0: Okay, so you're writing blog because I know there's a lot. I actually did a um, podcast series about how you can make money blogging. Uh, Mm. I didn't do a series. I did in the series of um, doing careers from home. I had someone come on and talk about how you can still make money with blogging, and so. Um, people who love blogging or starting blogging, kind of like what you're saying, would you be posting your blog posts on Pinterest? But then how would you be getting them to subscribe from that? Is it more that they just would land on your page, love your stuff so much, or they would see your freebie on Pinterest or they would see your freebie on your website and then they would subscribe. Can you walk us through those sequences? Yeah.
1: So I did a little bit of both. So I definitely put my freebies on Pinterest just by themselves. And hopefully people would like repeat, see me and see my okay, content yeah. there. But, um, the majority of it was, you know, write Engaging blog posts, um, really good quality. I mean, I was writing like 1000, 2000 word, like in depth blog posts. Um, And, and that's kind of still what we do, honestly. Um, And, and then through sprinkled throughout was kind of a a call to action of like, you know, download this freebie, download this freebie. So throughout, like on the sidebar, there was something to download my freebie. And so that's, you know, and there's different strategies. So bloggers, like traditional bloggers would create these amazing blog posts and potentially have, um, you know, ads for, Services or products or whoever they were affiliates for, right, on their blog. So hopefully, by getting traffic to their blog, they're making money by you potentially clicking on these ads. So I just essentially swapped out instead of doing, you know, here's somebody else's thing. It was just get on my email list, get on my email list, and that was basically the only call to action throughout my entire website, and it still is. You know, I see. And yes. Thinking, okay. Get on the list. Get on the list. Get on the list. And so. Um, that's really, cause I just, I just love having an email list. It is, it's a gold mine as far as, you know, research goes. It's, yeah. it's something you own. I mean, we've had Facebook accounts shut down before we've, you know, at any moment I have this massive group of 65,000 members and we always have to be like, at any moment that could go away. You just
0: never know. You know? Well, that's, yeah. I started saying that on the podcast that last year, I feel like, We started to see a lot of things getting blocked for whatever reason, you know, or things not people, you weren't seeing their stories as much. And, you know, that's one thing that I say with the, with the podcast, the website, I own that. I own my email list. So similar to what you're saying, at any point, Facebook could just stop showing stuff same with Instagram because they're owned by Facebook. And then if that's the only way they're keeping up with you, then you're going to have a really hard time knowing what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah. I think that's so important. I don't think people realize that, especially if they don't have a blog or a website or anything like that. They're probably just like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just keep on doing this here. And so I think that's a really good point. Um, I was going to ask you, how long did it take you to get to the 10,000?
1: That's a great question. I was actually trying to remember that myself. Um, I feel like we hit it within, I feel like I hit it within two years, but it's, it's so hard for me to, I literally have to go back and like, look, I feel like that's an important part of my story. I should know. And I don't, so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. So you know how you're, you're always driving them to subscribe. So were you never really driving people to hire you for your services? It was more that you were always just driving them to subscribe.
1: Yeah. So my, um, yeah, my email list was really separate from like my services. Oh. I, you know, the thing is when you, when you look at services, it, they're, they're just, there's two totally different business models. Yeah. Um, and it's so cool because I think they can work really well hand in hand. So when you think about building an email list to sell a product, whatever, a digital product, uh, physical product, whatever, the goal is let me get tons of people. Like in my mind, I want 10,000 people, right? Yeah. I need it thousand people so that 16 will buy right yes <laughs> that's what it was in my first case whereas services i mean most freelancers which is essentially what i was was a freelancer most freelancers can replace their full time income with four to five clients mm. so i don't need a thousand people to say yes yes I need 1, people to say yes yeah. right and yeah. so the marketing was just really different. Like I would go to, it was more one-to-one connections I for see. as far as um, that went, you know, whereas I needed to talk to tons of people to get lots of people on my email list. For my services, it was mostly like, let me go to a conference, let me go to a couple networking events. And then the referrals just started pouring in. I, I mean, see. anyone who's been freelancing for two years or more, you ask them like, where do you get mm-hmm. your clients from? Most of them will just say referrals. And that was definitely the case for me.
0: Yeah. And I'm gonna move on to another question, but I wanted to ask this. So with 2020, people are kind of locked down and maybe people are still not going out to conferences and all that. So what would you recommend to them? Especially because like we were talking about before, you can't just go into Facebook and be like, and this is what I do and da da da. So where would you say like it would be a great idea for people to go when they are trying to promote their business, their services? We're not talking about the whole email side of things. Um yeah, cuz I'm just wondering people might be running into that cuz I know so many people pivoted in 2020 I think to switch to online careers and and doing something different. Um so what is your thought with that?
1: So if if you haven't done this before, anybody listening, like it's it's one of those things that Uh, It it almost like makes you cringe at first, but it's like, oh, I know I need to do this. So I did something in the very beginning um, and I kind of alluded to it a couple of times, but we have even this template on our website now that's essentially the personal outreach template. And it is a like just telling the people, you know, so if you think about this, I my friends and family, um, you know, it was I, I never super got into like MLM or anything, you know, selling leggings or whatever. It's I know tons of people who have been successful with things like that, but I just always hated the idea of trying to sell things to my friends and family. So this idea kind of pushes people off. But think about it: um, your friends and family, most of them, if you're doing something like uh, business-to-business services, which is what I was doing, right? I was virtual assistant. Small business owners were my ideal clients, not my friends and family. However, um, Think about this. Do do I know one small business owner? Me, Abby, twenty fifteen, sitting in my basement apartment, stay-at-home mom. Yes, I might not have known a hundred, but I knew one. I knew a, 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 a an insurance agent, or you know, a real estate agent, You're or a photographer. Somebody, right, mm-hmm. like yep. everyone knows one small business owner. So essentially, by telling your 50 friends or whoever you already have personal connections with, even if they're not business owners by telling them, Hey, I'm doing this new, exciting thing. And I'm just telling you, cause man, you're a person that loves me and wants to support me. And I just thought you'd want to know something exciting in my life. Do you know of anyone who maybe would benefit from this is essentially what our template says. And, um, it's crazy because people would sometimes, you, you'll get reactions right away. Oh my gosh. Yes. I actually know my brother-in-law owns a lawn care company. Let me connect the two of you, whatever it may be. Or it may be like, I don't really, but then three or four months down the line, they have a plumber come to their house and they're like, Mm. Oh, sorry. You know, I'm, we're really behind on invoicing. I'll get you that invoice, whatever it may be. And they're like, I know somebody who helps with invoicing, right? So plant a seed. Exactly. You become like the, the, in the back of the mind of the people already are your cheerleaders, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes we just, we forget to tell, um, like the people who already are in our corner who are already our cheerleaders and it, you don't always even have to be asking them to buy your services or your product, but just share what's happening because it's an exciting thing in your life and they want to support you. So yeah, Um, start with the people, you know, that's definitely my
0: recommendation. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think that is awesome to plant those seeds. Um, Okay, so I want to shift gears a little bit and move towards the people that do have the small businesses, or they're starting something, they need some help. So I want to talk about scaling the business, how to grow it, and how do you figure out how to hire, you know, really good help. And Mm -hmm. not only just that, but like I mentioned this earlier, some people may have a hard time giving up control of like letting people help. And then also, people thinking I don't know if I make mo- enough money to justify this like but sometimes I think people wait too long and then it's like they're drowning and they could have scaled the business a little bit so help us to understand like what your experience has been or just kind of watching other VAs grow what you think is some mistakes or some or even some advice that you would you would love to tell somebody like hey I think this works good when this is when these are the things that you're looking for to hire somebody and when to hire them
1: Yeah. So I think every person right now, like wherever, wherever you're listening from should stop. And if you're a small business owner and have not hired somebody, just ask yourself the question, why have I not hired somebody Mm. yet? And just answer it really honestly. And I think that first initial trigger, it may not be true, but it probably has a, either a hint of truth to it, or it's going to reveal whatever your fear is around hiring. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. So like, I just don't have the time. So you have a time scarcity idea that it's going to take too much time to train somebody or, uh, oh, I don't have the money to do that. Okay. Well, that may be true, but it may not be true. Have you really dug in to find out yet? (laughs) Right. Or, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm nervous. Like I'm nervous to hire. Like what if it goes wrong? Okay. That's a very valid fear that we can walk through. But I think that first you just kind of have to identify why haven't you done it yet? and start there. <laughs> um, so that would be, I think, number one, um, next is really deciding, okay, if you're, if you are ready to hire, um, you know, financially, it's hard to speak on the finances part because I feel like, you know, by no means do you want somebody to not be able to feed their children because they hired well, somebody, right. Yes. you know, but yeah. like, for the most part, like, I I mean, uh, I just try to hire as soon as possible because my, my goal was always scaling, right? Yeah. Again, like, where do you want to be a year from now? Well, what's the difference between now and then? Um, it very well may be that you have people helping you. And so at some point, you are going to have to pull that trigger, right? Right. Um, and so that, I think the finances part is a, a little bit more of an individual thing because some people are like, I... Um, you know, I hired somebody uh, and was paying someone else before I even paid myself. I mean, I really don't love that because I pay yourself something at least, but you know, I, I had to make goals for how, how often I was going to pay myself. Cause I went, if I'm being honest, I I spent like two years, almost not paying myself. Once I started creating courses, mm. um, I was with my virtual assistants, but the course right. thing, I just wanted to keep reinvesting, 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 yes. reinvesting. And I was like, I should probably like pay myself, yeah,
0: something.
1: I had to make goals like, okay, I'm gonna pay myself five hundred dollars this month. Next <laughs> month I'll pay myself thousand dollars. Next month, I'll pay myself this much, right? And so, um, yeah, so I think every person's financial situation is kind of unique to them. Um, and then and then really, it's just that, okay, well what what do I need then? right? what What role do I need fulfilled um to get me to that A to B? One year from now, where do I want to be? um as regard to your own personal time, your your audience, your marketing, the money that you're making, the the presence that you have in different places. Where do you want to be? And what's in between? And what of those roles in between do you need to be doing or do you want somebody else to be doing? Um and so for me, like I, I knew what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. I've never been good at like organization. So I hired I hired like after that Pinterest manager, because I knew big picture I wanted, I wanted lots and lots of people on my email list. That was my number one goal. And then like, what else is going to stop me from getting there? Well, I'm not very organized, if I'm being honest. So I needed somebody just to come and like, do some of the crossing the T's dotting the I's of, of business things like getting emails answered, because I just wasn't fast at answering emails, because I'm just not very disciplined, I guess sometimes, or, um, yeah. So I, I, I hired just kind of a general VA after that was my next hire.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think that's really good to to mention because I do think people struggle with their weaknesses and then instead of just sitting there and feeling bad for yourself and you're just like, Oh man, I really wish I was better at that. That kind of shows you that's where you need the help. And so, um, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, um, So we're almost at the end of the show, Abby. So I wanted you to talk about um, a few things in regards to becoming a VA. So if if people are thinking, you know, this would be really great for me to do to um, make some money and whatnot what are, what is realistic, I guess, for someone, if they kind of wanted to start off, um, doing 10 to 20 hours, um, generally speaking, I know that depending on what they do exactly probably results in different income. Um, but if someone was just kind of like, they're just starting to dip their toe into this, um, what, what are we looking at for, for someone?
1: So, um, I, I mean, I can tell you back in 2015, I started my rate out at $20 an hour. Um I, I just I just charged hourly at the beginning. I eventually moved on to like packaged-based pricing where it was just you know, pay me this much a month to do X, Y, Z. But, um, at first I was just logging out, logging my time on an app, like toggle <laughs> and, you know, saying, Hey, I worked this much and here's the hours that you paid for. Um, so if I, I was doing $20 an hour, my second client, I signed at 25, my third one, I signed at 30 and I kind of mm. stayed at that $30 a mark, $30 an hour mark, um, for quite a while. Okay. So was when I was doing kind of just the learning phase, general admin, I eventually went on to do copywriting. Um, So my rate increased to like $50, $60 an hour. That was, you know, I think the more specialized you get in a certain area, become an expert in something, you definitely can raise your rate for that. So Yeah. yeah, if you were working 20 hours a week, $30 an hour for clients, you know, actually doing client work that amount of time that could be $600 Six hundred dollars a week, an extra what twenty four hundred dollars a month for someone? I mean, yeah. that can be a real game changer yeah. for the right I person. Agree. It's flexible, right? Like right. I, I was able to do that during nap time, or you know, once my kids had gone to bed, or you know, most of the things I was doing. Um, like one of the services I did in the beginning was I was doing like customer service, um, like phone calls. Oh, I realized real quick I did not want to do that. You're like, that
0: I had, like, that's priority. not my strength.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I needed to do work that I could pause and come back to. Yeah, and made sure to make my services only things that I could do that. Right, with.
0: that's a good point. And you know, I want to go back to the um the freebies with the email, so that people, if they're starting out businesses, even if they're going to do a, be a VA and they want to have a email list, do you come up with different freebies all the time, or do you have like set freebies that you kind of just rotate through like or are you yeah. always coming up with new ones.
1: In the beginning I was like new freebies all the time. And then I realized that was a lot of work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. So I I think that it's a good idea to just start with one. Like just start simple. Um one just really, really, really juicy good one. And then um, you know, maybe six months, a year later, like add another one. And then you've got two in the rotation and have them really address some of the pain points of your ideal clients, you know? So write down what do you think the top three, four pain pain points of your ideal client are, or ask them even better, right? Uh, Ask people who are your ideal clients, like what are they kind of struggling with in their business right now? And then come up with a freebie to that, um, to what you think the top one is and keep it Mm. Let it let it run its course. I think that you know I'm I'm just if you know Enneagram at all I'm an Enneagram seven so I'm always like ooh next new thing next new thing yeah yeah thing. and I think that like me just like reining that in and being like nope I did this <laughs> let me let it run its course right let me yeah. really do this thing so you know stick with that freebie for six months or a year and then maybe add another another one
0: yeah no that's helpful okay and so. I wanted to end on this. So if someone wants to learn how to become a VA through your um, business, um, where can they go to find the online course? And how would you describe the course? And And how might it be different than, say, other courses that are out there to teach you how to be a VA?
1: Yeah. So there are other uh, VA trainers out there. And honestly, most of them are my friends and they have great courses too. So with any course, I usually tell people, you know, do your own research, talk to people who have taken the course, read reviews, and then ultimately go with who's teaching style. Like if mm. you've listened to this entire podcast and you're like, dang, that girl's annoying, then you probably won't <laughs> like the course. <laughs> but if you're like, oh, I understand her. I like her teaching style. Oh my then, gosh. You know, yeah. That's a good fit. So, um, so yeah, my course is essentially, uh, it is step-by-step how to become a virtual assistant, everything from choosing your services, your rates, your packages, legalities, we provide you a contract, you get lifetime access, we teach you how to market, we give you exclusive job opportunities. It's like the whole shebang. Um, and we also have where you can add on different tech trainings. So we have a tech training membership where you can learn all things ConvertKit, MailChimp, Facebook ads, Instagram management, whatever you may want to end up specializing in. So we have, um, you know, over 60 tech courses as well that you can add into that, um, to that bundle. So, uh, yeah, that course it, we actually only launch it two times a year, but no. we do have a, a tree, a free training that you can watch anytime and spoiler alert, you can get the course through that free training. Nice. <laughs> oh, so, um, that is at the virtualsavvy.com B B O, that's for Become Booked Out. So it's a free 60 minute training, become a booked out virtual assistant. Honestly, even if you don't want the course, the training's just really, really good to learn like how to get clients. Uh, mm. and it can be really replicated in a lot of different industries. So you can go check that out. Can you say that link one more time? Yes, it's the virtualsavvy.com slash B B
0: O. So okay, there you saying E is an elephant? B O. Oh, BBO. So become booked out. <laughs> Got it. BBO. Okay. That's what I yeah. wanted to make sure. Um, All right. Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So that is really helpful. Um, I could keep talking to you about this uh, because I do think that this is very helpful for a lot of people, like just to get ideas and hear what other people are doing. And then um, I, I love how you just keep focusing on the emails. Like, I, I love that. That was just your goal. You're like, this is what I'm talking about <laughs> everywhere I can. And so I think that is, that is great information. Um, So thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, are you subscribed to the mom inspired show? If not, make sure to subscribe to the mom inspired show email list. Why it's so important is because I own the rights to my email list as well as to my website. So last year it taught me that social media, we do not own any content on that. They can decide at any moment to either hide content, they can prevent people from reaching out to you, finding you, and they can block you from certain things and you have no control over it. So I want you guys to subscribe to my show so that way You can always find me. You can always know what's going on because I own the rights to my email list. And so all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email, and then that way every week on Tuesday, you will get an email from me with the newest episode with the show notes, as well as any links or codes that I talked about in the show. That way you don't have to go searching for it on my website and then go into the episode and then go into the show notes. It is all at your fingertips and makes it super easy, but most importantly, no one can take away this content um, and that way you don't have to worry, hey, what happened? I'm not seeing Amber stuff anymore on social media feeds, like why are they hiding it? I control all of this stuff and so I just want to make sure that you guys will always know what's going on and that you will always have access to the things that I am sharing and so please go subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list today.